the podcast that goes into every recording like Scott Morris into a press conference, underprepared and looking like shit. I am your very underprepared host, Fuzzy Dan. I didn't write down anything today. It's all freewheeling it. Uh, and joining me today is my, I don't know, master master of communications? No, wait. Uh, communications expert, media manager, Mr. Doody Dutrum. How are we, sir? Soon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I feel like I had to say that. I saw one of your tweets. You liked one of the tweets the other day. When are we getting? When are we getting to zero emissions? Soon. But do you, when? Soon. Soon. I believe. Mother. It's like when you ask your parents when's dinner. Soon. Yeah, he's he's a prick. Anyone who doesn't know who Scott Morrison is, just Google ScoMo. Um, it's uh, written how it's pronounced, uh, and he is apparently some sort of leader of a country. I can't believe it. You won't believe it either. He's a fucking liability. Anyway, uh, <laughs> politics aside, we're here to talk video games and video games pop culture. No news this week because we have we had last week off. We are back with jam packed full of reviews to talk about. Um, and it's just so much. Duty's had a couple of games he's played. I've got a couple of games I've played. We played another game um, as well. And so there's, there's five games in total. It's just so much going on. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, Duty, let's start with the game that both of us have played so far. Uh, it is Forza Horizon 5. I actually haven't gotten a chance to play Forza Horizon 5. Holy sorry. shit! Yes, no, we, I, I was supposed to play it. I've been stacked busy with, uh, yes. with my other two games, uh, and I haven't had a chance to play it because I want to. I want to load into the game with my steering wheel and my cockpit set up because with my thing yeah. you can you can change the wheels over and like play it with a crew, and yeah. like we just haven't had time to organise it, and I've just been you know too busy with with my other ones. But I've heard very very good things. Um, I haven't. Well, that's all right. I'm going to spoil it all for you. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> um, from so, what I can see, there's there's only one. Th- problem i'll have with the game but otherwise it looks like a fantastic game in general yeah well look mild spoilers for you if you have played forza horizon 3 or 4 it's pretty much the same game um so yeah this this game is i think that was probably my biggest negative out of all of it but you know because it's just it doesn't really do enough new things yes it's a new environment there's a few new cars but mostly it's all classic cars that you've raced before i think the best stuff that they do is introduce some new concept cars especially in the um the hypercar or extreme track toy range uh, but other than that it's really the same experience that we've had this entire time so if you've enjoyed those, fantastic. Well done. You've, you've got yourself something good. Um, if, um, if you haven't played it before, I think you know, capturing a whole new audience is going to be really great because it yeah. is a very fast, frenetic, fun game to play. It is super arcadey, um, which is you know, it, it's really easy to just pick up and enjoy um, whether you're playing on um, you know, a, just a regular controller or a steering wheel. Yeah, I've had a lot more fun actually using the regular controller. Oh, right. Um, so I've, yeah, because my I've got I had my steering wheel set up for it, and it's you know, it, it's all connected, it's all working well, and everything's fine. But they have a really weird thing around force feedback. Um, so 
they kind of treat force feedback and vibration the same way. So, you know, it's just on one slider. So you slide everything up and instead of just being really hard to turn corners, it just vibrates really hard. So Uh. it just, it doesn't really have that, that same sense of scale that you do in some of the other driving sims where it's, you know, force feedback is about how hard you turn the wheel and vibration is about, you know, track and other elements. It's just literally just one slider. So that was a little bit of a disappointing element for me. Um, but the, having said that, it is as easy to drive and as fun to drive on your regular controller um, as it is any other game. Um, you can change a bunch of settings in there as well to make it easier to drive. So the accessibility is really good. So yeah, you can turn up. You can basically turn on an auto drive function, so it I've does that, everything yeah. for you. And like this is the 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 current hack that they have. So basically, where they um, they do people do custom uh, missions and things like that, and they basically say, "Oh, drive around the map like ten times," and that takes around about sort of fifteen to twenty minutes, depending on how fast you you go. And so they literally turn all of the features, so auto braking, auto steering, um, all on automatic, and they literally put rubber bands around the uh, the, <laughs> the, around the, the trigger, uh, trigger, and and they just walk go away. and so yep. and they walk away. They walk away for an hour or so, and it's just collecting up XP and points and all the rest of it. So by the time you come back and ready to play, you've just leveled up through the roof. It's quite funny. I've tried it myself. It's very easy to do, <laughs> but like. I mean, I think from like from an accessibility perspective, it's kind of just one of those games that anybody can pick up with any skill level, decide to turn on specific or on or off specific settings, and it makes it really easy to play. So that accessibility alone, and you know, with the fact that now it's um it's part of the Games Pass package, mm. so you know, they, everyone got it, I think like three days after the regular release, but. It's exploded because so many people have Game Pass and they're playing this for the either for the first time or just because it's on there. It's really great and, and, and good to get into. So strong recommend for me if you're into arcade racing. If you don't want to take it too seriously, you want to pick up and you know, go wherever, it's fantastic. You can, you know try your luck with you know big dirt trucks or hypercars or you know your classic old tiranas or the delorean which only goes 88 miles an hour so you know actually only go 88 it's limited to 88 (laughs) fucking hell that's awesome which is which is pretty funny yeah so um look and there's a lot of really good customization things there's some new skins and all sorts of stuff and really good customization tools for editing how your cars look and perform yeah um so i think it's a, a really it's the kind of experience that is in depth as you want it to be. So you can either like you turn off all the multiplayer stuff, so you don't have to race other people and fuck off all the, the, that other thing, and just enjoy yourself on your own. It's a really good single player experience. But you're right, much better with people when you're racing and showing off against friends and things like that. So yeah, yeah I I've had fun with it in the in the last you know, week that it's been out. Well, well, that was the reason why, because you know we've we've got our own Formula One se- series going on. Um, we're all basically playing on PC. I think most mm. of us have Game Pass, so it's like, all right, well, fuck it, let's all download it because you can have like twenty drivers going on at once or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. As well as you know, as it being it's being crossplay. You know, Ian wants to get on board and play it because it's an arcade racer, not yeah. in depth fucking having to worry about smacking a wall damage of Formula One. Then you know, it's it's race that over. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, look, I think one of the other things that I'm just going to say is a, is a negative for me is how they structure races and specifically events. Mm-hmm. So there's this there's this really weird sort of AI throttling that they do, um, whereby you know it's it's like your whole race is tiered. So you've got slow drivers, 
reasonably speed drivers and then your top three drivers that go much faster than everyone else and so based on your difficulty setting they'll you know they're all sort of packed together anyway but you'll just you know have to be better to to race at the top and every single race and every single way that you beat other people is like they they don't slow down the other drivers until maybe the last you know quarter of the race and then they allow you to catch up and maybe just pass them or you know there's just these little things that just it's the computer deliberately throttling how fast the ai is driving and it's just a little bit shit it it makes the experience a bit more um um not sanitized it makes it more like movieized so they're trying to turn it into a movie experience rather than just a game just make it a fucking game make them race as fast as they race and that's it like just i don't need to i'll develop my own story don't force me into your narrative well that's what they used to do with like those race events where it's like you know race the plane or race the, yeah. the train or whatever it is um, and there's and a lot of like those, they're kicking yeah. the shit out of you the entire time unless it's the last 50 meters and then you get in front and you're like all right cool they literally had one like I, I raced uh, the last one I did was a, a race against a train yeah and like yeah. same thing like the rate the, the train is miles ahead of me and it's you know it's going along and it's like dropping carriages off the back which is not how fucking trains work by the way um, <laughs> anyway uh, so that it's dropping you know carriages try, like going faster and faster and faster and always staying ahead of me and then the last sort of 200 metres you could see it just slow down so you could go past I'm like that's what's that's the point that's cheating <laughs> Well, it just doesn't feel like it's earned. It feels like, you know, oh, I've won because this story wants me to win. It's just a little yeah. bit cheap. So, yeah. But look, great experience I've had. I've had a lot of fun with this. Um, if I'm giving it a rating, uh, which I will now, just as a, you know, a preemptive rating, I think this is one of the most solid arcade races that you'll find. It's a complete experience. And you, like I said, you can bump it into that sort of sim category if you wanted to yeah. not as much as anything else but i think it's still really fun i'm gonna give this a four out of five so that's pretty yeah. good and when i think of arcade races as well i think of like those old school ridge races and fucking need for speed like need yeah. for speed like this yeah. this is this is the gold standard now this is what need for speed used to be like used to be fun and cool and all the rest of it yeah this is that like this is that game it's so much more more than like that need for speed heat that i played recently what a crock of shit that was you know like it's just need for speed heat i think was the last one they released i reviewed it in the start of last year i think and yeah it's just shit it's just shit this is much much better it's so much more accessible and fun to play so yeah there you go forza horizon 5 now let's talk about a game that duty has actually played (laughs) Uh, (laughs) sorry i thought you'd already done that's Uh, which which of the two um, shooters do you want to talk about first? Let's, I'm let's leave get that the shit one out of the way first. Call of Duty well, Vanguard. Oh, no, I was going to say, it could have been either of them. No, but, yeah, no. <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard. It is right. fucking awful. Um, if you've played Call of Duty before... Hey, duty, duty, duty. I thought we said pull the punches today. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Fuck that. <laughs> um, now, look, I, I won't lie. Uh, middle of this year, around my birthday, uh, both Tom and Ian... PayPal'd me 50 bucks each for both for me to buy Call of Duty Black Ops so we could all play in lockdown because it's all cross-play. I won't lie. Not a Call of Duty fan. Enjoyed playing Black Ops with friends because you have to chat and shit and all that sort of stuff. Um, yep. Sort of worked. You know, it's... it's What's it set? Like the 80s or something like that, I think, from memory. Yeah. It's yeah, the Cold yeah. War sort of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Did you play the single-player uh, missions? I didn't, but I heard it's quite good. I actually heard The single-player was fun. It was really good. There's a, there's a mission where you're like crawling around the is it the Lubyanka which is the the secret like the Russian secret service headquarters Ooh. and doing like the super secret spy mission it was actually quite cool so 
yeah, very uh, very fun game to play. Anyway, sorry, oh, yeah, I, I digest. That, that's fine. Um, and yeah, my favourite sort of shooter setting and my favourite Call of Duty game has been Call of Duty World at War and World War Two. So I just went, well, yep. I didn't mind Black Ops. It was a bit of fun. All right, well, time to take a look at Call of Duty Vanguard. And it's bad. Um, it's done by Sledgehammer Games. Uh, so Sledgehammer Games, Treyarch, and Infinity Ward do a three-year loop cycle. This yep. feels like a legitimate copy paste world war ii skin paste over the top um to the point where i played some multiplayer and immediately found that there were guns with red dot sights um uh, no, i know how much you love that <laughs> I, like I, iron sights and world war ii scopes like that's it like make it like you, those are the two ends of the spectrum and you're not getting anything in the middle like no red dot sights not to the even to the point there are red dot sights in this game and then there's fucking hybrid sights and canter sights where you've got a red dot sight and then the iron sight on the side, so you flip your gun sideways to use it, and I'm just sitting there going... Okay, okay. okay. Just to, to podcast listeners everywhere, don't tell them about what happened in Battlefield 5, okay? No, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> then... Because Battlefield did some crazy shit, because they basically did, like... Because um, we after played Battlefield done- 5 together, yeah. Yeah, like and after they've done the like the main weapons are all fairly standard, but yeah. like to get people continuing to play, they basically introduced um, they weren't necessarily concept weapons, but they were all weapons that were prototyped during that period of time. Yeah. So there may have only been a handful of these weapons ever made, so they weren't they never actually saw real combat, but they put them into the game because they're like, okay, this is what you know the technology was at the time, yeah. and they're crazy. And one of them was this. Um, uh, infrared sn- a sniper rifle and so it had this like huge massive like infrared bulb on the front of it as like you know the, sc- the site that you look through and this big like battery pack tied to it so it, was, it looked really weird and out out there I mean but if it's it was... historically accurate I don't I'm fine with that yeah but, like, but this... just putting red dots, dot sites in for the fuck of it it's a little bit yeah, yeah and, and so I went okay and I wanted to check out the single player campaign and they sort of tried to do a a Really bad, shitty what if version of World War Two where you hunt down Hitler's successor as a World War Two suicide squad, and <laughs> each member, <laughs> it's yeah, and each member of the squad is from a different country and have different specialities. So there is an American who is a fighter pilot, and his missions are dogfighting missions. I don't buy Call uh, of Duty yeah. games to go in a fucking you know spitfire so that was awful um there's a russian sniper who was actually really cool and the dad is you know mr dickovich from spider-man which i had a laugh with um (laughs) the the leader is is a british uh soldier who can command squad members basically like you trying to command cats doesn't really work and you don't (laughs) want it to work and the australian accent is so fucking thick it's Uh, it's Honestly, like just smearing a ha- like putting your hand inside a jar of Vegemite and then just sticking your hand in your mouth. <laughs> it's that. Yeah, good day, Cobble. We're gonna go around have some fucking tinnies and blow up a tank. Oh, oh hoo And I'm just sitting there going, "Fuck off." If you remember, like we talked about it in one of our news items months ago, this was the guy that had Aussie not, Aussie. the stories. Well, it's 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 an Aussie. You know, it's we met him. Oh, we met him Aussie at um, the the, uh, the Rainbow Six event last year. That's yeah. the same guy. Yeah. No, but like the uh, the character themselves is mm. uh, basically it's a you know, they've given him an Australian persona, but all the story is based on a Kiwi. So yes. it was actually a Kiwi soldier that did all of this stuff, and they've just gone, nah, Australians close enough. I mean, it would have been fucking Americans, cool this big fucking brawly Mary motherfucker. But it's just it's this it's it's literally Mo well, Cap, the dude from Melbourne. 
he was a big brawly colonial type motherfucker. But no, yes, anyway, you know, for Americans, for context, if you're listening, it'd be like saying, "Oh, here, you know, here's an American war hero," and going, "He's from Canada, eh?" Like that's <laughs> yeah, the kind yeah. of like it's the kind of association that we have here. Like it's it's close. I get it, but it's not close enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I played. I couldn't even finish finish the single player game because. Oh wow. It is, and it's only like four hours, four and a half hours. I got about yeah. two hours into it and I physically had to stop myself because I was playing it while on stream going, this fucking sucks, this is stupid, and <laughs> the game doesn't let you progress until AI does things for you, even though you're a character uh, who can command yeah, yeah, the yeah. squad. So yeah, it's yeah. like, open that door. Oh, wait, you got to wait 30 seconds because they have to talk to each other and banter a little bit before they open the door. I'm like, just open the uh, fucking door. Fuck it, just open it. I don't care. Um, from that, I went back into multiplayer and I was taking a look and leveled up a bit more to look at killstreaks and survival perks. And they legitimately have bought over killstreaks and perks from Call of Duty Black Ops and merged them into World War Two. You remember the mm. RC car from Call of Duty Black Ops? It's here in Vanguard, but it is a miniature tank that can explode. So it's a miniature tank that you drive around and explode. What were you thinking? Like... World War Two, stick with the fucking thing, or don't do World War Two. Give me an AK-47 that shoots cans of Red Bull, because guess what? Red Dot sites didn't exist either. So, you know, stop fucking me around. And if you're going to do this what-if version of World War Two, make it completely fucking insane zany. There was a shitty World War Two game that came out on the PlayStation 2 called Turning Point Fall of Liberty. That was like a what-if Winston Churchill died in 1931 when he got hit by a cab in New York. And then, you know, the British army didn't have Winston Churchill in World War Two, And, you know, Nazi, uh, you know, the, the Nazis invade uh, the US. And it's a great story and it's a great idea. We're here, it's just, let's put red dot sights on a World War Two gun because it's fucking cool. No, it's not. It's fucking stupid. Um, mm. I did not enjoy this game at all. I think the only purpose... <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> the only purpose this game has is chatting shit while playing chatting shit with mates while having beers and not taking it's literally just pick up play go so that's the only good thing with these cod games is pick up off you go you know what you're doing five ten minutes later you've you've picked out the mechanics like they're not yeah. big maps um uh, they're actually quite sort of small so they're not very sniper friendly despite the fact world war ii had a lot of fucking rifles and um, the, this is the thing with cod games they've always been much smaller scales than say your battlefields your battlefronts like they yeah. are very contained like you know there was one um, there's one map on the last um uh, modern warfare game that came through uh called shipment which is the the very popular one which is literally you've got about You've got a shipping yard with about you know, eight containers lying around, and you just throw twenty people in there and just see what happens. You know, it's it's just pure chaos in really tight, confined spaces. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's that's where Call of Duty has always been really good is really fast, frenetic gunplay. Well, in and that's you know, is that, is that still here? Is that still what's going it's, on? Yeah, it's still the same. But you you look at the kill cams and stuff like that as well. And this is what actually this was the straw that broke the camel's back to the point where I just flat stopped playing is you can go onto the marketplace or the in-game store and buy blueprints for guns so you have you know a fucking mm. hybrid site with a with a bloody drum magazine on it and one fucking garand uh, and all these stupid fucking attachments for a gun that you can buy this blueprint for and you can yeah. use that gun before you've actually unlocked the weapon 
So yeah. in Battlefront, when Battlefront came out in what twenty, so it is pay for play. Like that's yeah, that's where yeah, like yeah. the the best gun like might unlock it like say level sixty, but then there is a blueprint for that gun that has the most stupid modern attachments on it that you can yeah. buy for fifteen dollars and immediately use before reaching level sixty. And it's just like <sighs> I'm not I'm not playing this anymore. Like this is literally give me your money for this shitty weapon. But that's that's what they do. Like that's that is the COD community at its heart. Is they're quite happy to pay for play. Like for the most part, it's, it's I think they, they're dis- disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like it's, uh, that's how they've done it for for years, mate. And they've they've really pushed people down that avenue where you know it used to be about skins and things like that. Um, and then you know paying for that next tier of stuff so you could access weapons in that tier or skins of specific yeah. you know do missions in that tier to unlock stuff that was a little bit different because it was you know you're paying a bit more for the content or the ability to get to that but then there's still a, an experience tier that you have to get up to so you still have to grind a little bit you can't just buy weapons straight away so that's a little bit disappointing that that's happened yeah it's uh it's, it's zombies mode here it's 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 overall it's not it's not a fun experience um yeah. i contemplated it again like I, I reviewed it on xbox i contemplated like well maybe i'll get it on pc and i'll see if tom and ian and stuff like that want to play and it's like no i don't recommend this at all i i think yeah. this is a flat wait till next year's entry um yeah. to even wonder what that is and i think that'll be infinity ward who are doing it as well so yeah, I, I do Infinity not recommend... Infinity Ward I would trust a bit more than uh, than Sledgehammer, I'd Infinity say. Ward and Treyarch are the two... You know, I was more of a Treyarch guy, and I liked Black Ops Cold War, um, yep. at least in its multiplayer, but this is just flat fucking bad. Like, this is yeah. this is awful. Uh, I'm giving it a one. One out of five. Whoa. It's, it's really bad. It is literally... It is the equivalent of a, you know... You know, you go to a fucking Woolies or Coles and you got, you know, Coles Select or Home Brand or Yellow and Gold. It is that of last year's COD. It is like, it's an imitation of COD's last year, but just stick World War Two over the top. It's, 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 it's not fun. Yeah. No, fair enough. Look, it's interesting that they've, like, um, the franchises now have kind of swapped around. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, Battlefield have been doing, you know, they've done two successful releases of classic warfare and, you know, the old sort of World War One, World War Two stuff. And, you know, that was had been, you know, developed mm. over time to be very good. And, you know, obviously Call of Duty was doing the modern stuff and keeping up with it. And now they've swapped around completely. So it's very yeah. interesting to see that switch. Um, yeah, both of them are, I think, trying to outplay each other. Um, so, you know, having yeah. played a lot of the, you know, the, the, those classic warfare battlefields, they're so good. They are really good. They've captured that magic, and I just don't think you're right. Like, from what I've seen so far, I don't think Vanguard's ever going to live up to that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I cannot state stay the fuck away from this game more obviously <laughs> as a kind of, like there's so much shit going on with activision at the moment they actually pulled their logos from the trailers of this game to be like Ew. it's a call of duty game like it's it's not tied to activision it's like yeah it is because you're a bunch of fucking money hungry bastards yeah uh, i i hated yeah. it so much man yeah avoid one out of five flat avoid yeah. Avoid avoid most things around it's good Blizzard, it's good cross play <laughs> like that's awesome i like that it's cross play with everything um, and it is a casual pick up and play and have a beer sort of thing, but that is all it is good for. Like that's it. Yeah. And it's that that alone is not worth sixty dollars. No, oh, not it even a hundred dollars here. It's a hundred dollars here and a hundred and fifty for the collector's edition. It is, it good is not worth that. God. Um, yeah, everybody can tell uh, Bob Kosich to uh, go fuck himself by not buying this game. That'd be great. Mm. <laughs> 
All right, let's move on to another game that's uh, a little bit more exciting. Um, over the last weekend, I got to play Elden Ring, um, the you know, closed network test for the new um, Elden Ring game. Um, so yeah, I know you've been quite excited for this, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this is um, the new game that's coming uh, from From Software. I always love saying their name. From From Software. Uh, it's great. Published by Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco, yep. yep. So um, now anyone who knows From Software... They are the absolute legends behind some amazing games, uh, such as uh, the Dark Souls series, Bloodborne, um, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Ooh. Like they are like the masters of the impossibly hard games. Um, now, previously, if you've played anything like your Dark Souls games or Bloodborne or you know, Sekiro, Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> you'll know that they do very um, like quite close uh, close quarters sort of. A, you know, a very uh, singular pathways to objectives. So it's, you know, you go down this way and find these dungeons. You can dungeon crawl certain areas and see what's going on. And that's, but it's very, you know, confined within the spaces that they operate. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, Elden Ring, is uh, their new action RPG, which is huge. It is open world. It is sprawling. It's massive. And basically for the start of this game, we just got open access to yeah a fairly big area of big chunk of the game there was obviously you know invisible wall set up and stuff like that but you could just go out and explore and see crazy shit going see on the world, and yeah wow there is a lot going on here um it is to its core you can very much sense the dark soulsiness of it mm-hmm. so if you like dark souls this is the natural next step for it, the natural progression of that um style of game uh, so the combat is incredibly difficult. Um, you know, it's all about timing and blocking and managing stamina and you know, managing your magic and all sorts of really weird things going on. And you know, surprises lurking around every corner. So you go, oh look, that, that looks nice, nice and helpful. And you know, at one stage I was crawling through some ruins and I was like, oh okay, look, I can just go and pick up this thing. And like people can drop, like multiplayers can drop notes around everywhere. Oh, cool, yeah. So you can drop you know, messages like, hey, watch out for this or see what's going on. And I, I, was like, I picked up something off the ground and I read this player's note. It's like, yeah, look out for the wolves. And I turned around and then these like two giant wolves just jumped out from behind. <laughs> the, like, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's a really interesting world to be in. Um, there is just so much going on. I only got to play maybe six to eight hours of this. So mm-hmm. um, it just sort of touched my toe into, into what was going on. Um, and there are people who like you know lined up you know were, were queued up and playing four hour blocks of this game as it was you know coming through the network um, and you know just enjoying every minute of it and you know playing yeah I think they you, you could play possibly up to like 50 hours over the course of the weekend Shit. and yeah people were playing all of those hours it is it's epic it's is going it as to brutally be brutally unforgiving as dark souls or is Ooh, it more, more so Okay, no, I'm not done. <laughs> I, I did get asked by a friend at Bandai Namco. They messaged me saying, like, hey, would you like to cover Elden Ring? And I'm like, is it like Dark Souls? And they went, yep. Yeah, like, nah. <laughs> I just say yes and give me the code, duty. That's, that's how that works. You just say yes and give me the code. Um, look, it is it is brutally hard. There is there's stuff that you... Like, it's one of those games where, where you could literally, like, just start you know, from scratch and walk up to the end of boss and, yeah. you know, fight the end boss if you have the skills to do it. 
So, so it's all was, about like, you know, it tears to your skill level. It's not really tiered to your skill level. It's really tiered to your experience level, your personal experience rather than yeah. your character itself. So you could go in with your base weapons and, and win the game if you're skilled enough, or you'd have to spend hours grinding through different things. and To get the weapons and the gear and levels and, and stuff, yeah. And finding it. But there is this rich world that's built around it. Obviously, we've talked about um, George R. R. Martin creating the mythology for the world. But the individual like stories and characters within that are defined by you know, other game writers. I I didn't experience as much of that as I thought I would. Um, so I think there's it's one of those ones where you you do more reading than you do listening or experiencing. So I I kind of think you know if you're looking for that um, interactive experience like you'd get from say a Skyrim um, from you know the the stories and things like that, you're not going to see that here. Yeah, right. It is reading more tomes and uh, experiencing and unlocking things and understanding from personal experience the dark souls crew are just gonna lose their shit because it is that's the game they like they like to find out mysteries and uncover things that are weird so i think um there will be like this is a that there was a closed network test i think they're going to be doing additional beta testing after it what the game looks like now is fucking phenomenal so yeah i've done the when's the actual release uh, the release is until February? like February next year. Um, yeah. yeah, end of February. So, yeah, it's it's a long way off. Like actually getting released. So they're doing closed network tests in fucking November. They like they, they could be ready to go. I think they're stress testing, and it's just going to be improvements from here. If that's the case, wow, it's going to look spectacular on launch. I played it on the um, the PS5. So, but it was like releasing across all all platforms um, for the network test. It was just, it's impressive at the kind of state that it's in now. Mm. Um, and I, I can't wait to see what it looks like at launch. I think I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Well, thank God we have you to cover it because I I'm, I think it was Dark Souls 3 I played and yep. I couldn't get past the opening. Like It was like a giant bird or some fucking thing. And I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I physically can't do this. No, look, there's there's a lot of that in this game and as well. And there's like you know, the the first time I died, I literally walked out of the like the opening dungeon area. You killed a couple of guys, and you go, like, "Oh, that's all right." And then you walk out, and you run into this this knight on a horse just running around. And he just fucking slaughters you. So I decided to go off on another track and find other ways. So it's it's very much a case of it's not forcing you to go into particular areas, but if you want to progress and get through the story and all the rest of it, you have to eventually go there, but you can arm yourself up beforehand and prepare for that. And so it's, you will be more prepared to meet the challenges of the game as you personally level up and not just the character in the game. There we go. Yeah. So I assume you make your own character and you choose your classes and all that sort of stuff as well. Oh yeah. There's there's a huge array of classes. There's all sorts of things very like reminiscent of like it feels a bit dungeons and dragonsy with like um all the class types um and it's 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 really cool like i only played through one so i was a i think it was a blood knight i think it was because that sounded fucking cool uh, <laughs> uh but yeah there's a whole bunch of different classes that you can play as you know specializing in magic and all the rest of it but yeah definitely you find something in there that will suit your particular style of uh of game um and you, you're gonna have a lot of fun with this yeah right there we go. Uh, so I won't give it a score because obviously you know, yeah, still it's, it's, very it's, early you days. Can't, yeah, yeah, you we'll, can't give a beta a score. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do a, a proper score. But like I said, from what I saw so far, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be could up be there, could buddy. be early call for your game of the year next year if it's that good. It's it's yeah fantastic so far. Um, let's move on and talk about another one. Uh, let's do the other game that you talk you uh, played this week, Dirty. It's the uh, opposite of Call of Duty. It's the it's the it's it's the uh, it's the challenger and the red trunks. 
uh, <laughs> is Battlefield 2042. Uh, thanks yes. to EA ANZ, I got to get a three-day hands-on early review experience with it. Um, it's I've I, you know I've said it's a fuzzy. Uh, it's it's in my video review. This feels like a new Metallica or a new Iron Maiden album. You know, it's a it's a band that you you sort of you grew up listening or you grew up loving, and it's a new album from them, and it's got a greatest hits attached to it at the same time. Um, yeah. That's not to say it's as bad as Metallica's latest album, um, because it's not that great. Um, Iron Maiden's new album, not bad. Um, but it's it's got some different design changes from the last one, uh, or from previous Battlefield games, where uh, there are three main modes to play as here. Uh, there is all-out warfare, which consists of standard conquest, which is your capture points and there's planes and there's helicopters and there's all this sort of stuff that you expect in the large game battlefield modes on top of that yep. as well there's a mode called hazard zone which is a little bit like rush if you played battlefield bad company 2 where there are if there's an attacking team and a defending team defenders have unlimited respawns attackers have a limited amount of respawns they need to yep. capture two outposts they move to the next you know zone of the map they need to do it again and again and again until they win um <laughs> and again and again from and different again angles again We've already <laughs> captured it. Um, from there, there we is... captured it six times. <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. Uh, there is then Hazard Zone, which uses the same large maps from the all-out warfare modes uh, and is a pseudo-battle royale where eight squads, so 32 players, um, all arrive in this in a large you know map that is basically just the copy and paste map from from the large modes uh where satellites crash onto the ground and each squad needs to retrieve hard drives from the satellites and then extract with them um so the way that this game mode works is uh you and your squad you pick your your specialists which uh i'll get to in a second and everyone starts with basically the same weapon of a pistol and an assault rifle a standard you know assault rifle with no attachments mm -hmm. uh yeah. you, you go into you know the large map you find out where the satellites are and you can actually see them crash onto the ground um you go to the satellites you try and you know pull the hard drive out of it and then there is one single extraction point every 10 to 15 minutes i think it is where okay. you know yep. a big heli carrier comes down you get inside of it and you extract out um but that's where enemy squads can sit down and wait for you to try and extract then kill you take your shit and extract themselves um if you don't want to extract straight away you know one team or two teams can extract if one's dead uh and then more satellites drop and then there's more chances to extract and stuff like that to you know carry more hard drives um with this game mode as well uh, because you only start with a pistol and a standard assault rifle, everything you do in this game mode gives you what's called dark market uh, credits uh, or dark market currency, which is basically an in-game currency for this game mode only that you cannot buy. You only get it from playing the game. And when you're loading up into a new round, you can use those credits to buy a sniper rifle, a, a, you know, a med pack, uh, a different att uh, different abilities and stuff. It's very Counter Strike, <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's also very it, it's very Fortnite and, and uh, Warzone that if if you die, your squad can revive you, or they can call in a resupply and you can resupply in. But if your entire squad's dead, you're removed from the game. Um, there's not 100 players running around. There's only 32, um, which isn't it isn't too bad. But um, there's also AI that come in as well. Just AI soldiers that you know, if you kill them, you get you know 100 credits or 100 points that turns into 100 credits to then buy a weapon. Now, when you buy a weapon as well in this game mode, it's not permanently unlocked. It is only unlocked for the next round. So if it is 500 in-game credits to unlock the sniper rifle, you're only using that sniper rifle for the next round if you want to use it. If you die, yeah. you're not, you have to buy it again. 
Um, and the last mode, which is the the mode that sort of, you know, it was the last mode that EA showed us before, you know, we got all our hands on and review codes and stuff, was a game mode called Portal, where it's basically you can make your own game mode. You can go into an online system, uh, an online website, you can punch in what sort of game mode you want to make, you can call it, yeah. you know, Fuzzy's Hot Mix, and then you go into it, and it is, respawn counter is 0.2 seconds, um, increased damage by 5 uh, times five uh, no ammo pickup small maps and you can basically make your own cod out of the battlefield okay. game mode yeah on top of that they have thrown in battlefield 1942 conquest battlefield bad company 2 rush and battlefield 3 conquest inside this game mode as well so if you Jesus. don't want to play battlefield 2042 you can play conquest 1942 russian bad company 2 or battlefield 3 conquest with the original guns with the original layouts Everything with all new is graphics the same. and stuff. All yeah. new updated graphics. Yeah, um, that's cool. And you can go into classes and squads within those game modes because there is the traditional, the medic, the assault, the engineer, and change what guns they have. So you can run around with a Thompson or an MP30, an M1 Garand or a Gavail, like whatever it is you want. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool. With the modern game modes, there isn't the traditional... You know, medic, blah blah blah. But there's what's called specialists, and they're a little bit like Fort, oh, not Fortnite, uh, Overwatch heroes, where they each have their own special ability. So there's one that's basically a medic who has a stim gun, and she can drop a med pack. But you're not limited to using uh, certain abilities or certain weapons with them. So if you pick, say, the guy in the ghillie suit, his ability is that he can throw up a drone and scan and like physically move the drone and scan around to see if anyone's around him or anyone in the area. Um, <clears throat> But you can also go like, well, I don't want to give him a sniper rifle for whatever reason. I'm going to give him a shotgun. That's fine. I'm going to give him a, an assault rifle. That's fine. Um, so it's it's not picking the class and, and playing that class, but it is picking the specialist that more works your play. So I'm picking whatever weapon you want. Um, it is a little hit and miss. I've seen some people who just want the traditional, I want to play the sniper, let me just play the sniper. Or I want to play a medic, let me play the medic. And you can still do that in this game mode, but you just sort of, you need to play it the way that the game wants you to sort of play it. Yeah. Um, it's not overly too bad. I didn't mind it, but it took me a little while to wrap my head around it because the menus are a little confusing. Not overly bad, but you got to spend a little time to figure it out. Um, yeah. It does have the crisis weapon management system. So in crisis, you could sort of like hold a button and he'd just look at his gun and you could change attachments on the gun and then you go back to playing. Same thing. I, I did like that. That was something uh, I picked up in the um, in the beta that we played, yeah. like the open beta for everyone. That was one of the... Look, one of the, the, the bugbears of the old Battlefield games was very much, uh, okay, you got to set everything up and then you get into the game. You're not really sure... What whether or not those yeah yeah and then like you have to fuck around with it and then you have to experience it for a while to go okay i need to change this about it and then you you know, but you die and then you have to redo the guns and you're like yeah. you're not quite sure how it's going to play out so there is this real trial and error approach to that so having that in the game so you can manage that within the game uh, itself so you don't have to go out and die and restart again like that's actually a really yeah a much more streamlined experience and probably something closer to what you would be doing in you know modern warfare is is you'll be looking at you know updating your weaponry as as quickly as possible to adapt to situations so i like that yeah that approach can be taken it comes in handy as well like if you're sort of out in the open and you know someone's shooting you from a distance you can you know on pc hold down t and it brings up your weapon throw a scope onto it and then it's like cool i can see you but it's like all right if you're going inside with small close quarters you don't necessarily you want change, a two yeah. and a half times scope on the top so you can just take it off 
Yeah. Um, so you can you can have basically I think three or four of these attachments sort of pseudo equipped to a weapon at once, and there's yeah. like say fifteen attachments you can attach. So you can't have the variety of all fifteen attachments to flip through at once. You can have about four. Um, or three or four. So you can go like, all right, uh, red dot scope, a times four scope, and a times whatever scope. Um, Negative-wise, the map designs I'm not overly a huge fan of, but that's personal because they show in the trailers there's like lots of skyscrapers and lots of you know, environmental hazards. There are environmental hazards, but I didn't find that they overly did much. They were very visually stunning, but they didn't feel dangerous. Um, graphically, yeah, they look great, uh, but a lot of the maps bang smack in the middle is just desert or grass or yeah. just open fucking fields if some sniper's sitting on a rooftop you're screwed because you're running flat straight through same with the helicopter helicopters can headshot you so easily with rockets because it's just like i just need to do a strafing run over the center of the map and i'm going to get about six kills because everyone's in the middle um, yeah look i mean that is yeah. one of the dangers of battlefield that I suppose, especially with that, the large map size and the inclusion of yeah. like your vehicle combat and stuff like that, is if you're not sure about where you're going on a map and you're if you're new to the style of game, you can't just run like straight. No, it's, the, it's the, not the fastest it's not point between objectives, yeah. yeah, is not a straight line. You have to you know, figure out where to go, where where to hide from things, especially the things to look out for, um, because you know experienced players. <laughs> who know what the fuck they're doing mm-hmm. are going to come through and pick you off like crazy. And especially, like, I like that as, like, you know, especially when you, yeah, like, I play a lot of sniper classes and yeah. medic classes within uh, within Battlefield, uh, and I've always found that really great because the new players coming through, you're like, well, fresh meat for the meat grinder. But yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's interesting, Count yeah. <laughs> while, while I was playing this in the in the review session with the the crew that I was matched up with, um, you know, there's there's all these objectives in the middle of the sand, in the middle of nowhere. It's like, all right, cool, let's go, let's rush to it. And then it's just enemy helicopters just constantly just doing strafing runs, going like, yeah. all right, well, fuck, we can't get to it. What are we gonna do? <laughs> well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, basically. So there's a lot of that. The probably the biggest problem I had with it was I too like to play a bit of the sniper rounds. And I had a lot of fun using the sniper rifle in Battlefield Bad Company, uh, Battlefield One and Battlefield Five. Um, yeah. And there's no sniper, uh, sniper scope adjusting, so you can't. Okay, so there's still bullet drop though. There's bullet drop, but there's no scope adjusting. Why? Like I remember, I like that, that that came up in the beta, and I said to myself, "Well, that's wrong. That's com- just completely wrong because you need to be able to adjust." That's one of the the keys to their franchise that's worked so well is mm. being able to dial in your sniper scope so you can you know scope dudes from like a kilometer away if you know how to do it, and like you know you can adjust yeah. everything and it, it works great. And especially you know you're you're moving around the map, especially in rush maps and things like that. You need to accommodate to the different scenarios that are coming up, so you change the the range, and that's great. Guessing is not fucking. I think someone um, someone in one of our other chats called it yeet sniping. It is um, very much yeet sniping. It is. It's <laughs> you just kind of like yeet. Just you know, just go for it. Just and that's, and that's line thing, it up you, and just guess. When you use a sniper scope in this game, like you can tell when someone's using it because there's just a giant glare on the screen going. Oh, someone's over there. Um, you can't adjust your, your your sniper scope to you know. 100 meters 500 meters so on and so forth um and i'm sitting there going like okay if it fired straight as an arrow because it's 2042 so it's in the future i'm i'm fine with that because it is a futuristic sniper rifle of some kind um but there's no there's no uh, scope adjusting and on top of that there is an ability but you don't it's not a specialist ability it is a 
it is a equipment, if you will, uh, choice pick. So like you can play as uh, a specialist that his ability is he can drop a sentry turret and it just covers a cone of field and that's it. And then you can also pick, you know, the the repair tool or the drop ammo or drop health. And one of them is the uh, the binoculars. I'm like, okay, cool. So I can tell how far someone is away. But I can't adjust my scope to actually try and get them. So I need to fire one round, which will alert them because you hear the when someone fires a sniper rifle. And mm. it's like, all right, do I need to aim a little higher, a little lower? Like, what do I need to do to actually get the headshot? Um, so that that's yeah. a frustration. But the portal mode being able to play the old school Battlefield games is fucking awesome because they've bought over the actual old school game mechanics. So in Battlefield Bad Company 1... You can't move when you're sprinting. You can only go forward when you sprint. You can't sprint left and right, which yeah. is like a lot of people forgot that. So when we're playing the this portal mode, people are like, oh shit, that's right. I can't like sprint to the left or sprint to the right. You can only sprint forwards. And it just leaves you open to getting sniped, which is great. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it, it sounds like some of the, the classic mechanics are in there while they've now yeah also adjusted to yeah. some of the new stuff coming it's, through which is which is kind of cool I appreciate I've, I've seen that. some people say it's really bad I've seen some people say they've really liked it it is a very personal preference game it is completely cross play which absolutely love um I look I enjoyed it I enjoyed playing the old school game modes and playing Battlefield 2042 which is an added extra mode in mm. this game does World War 2 better than Call of Duty Vanguard like this like this feels dirty and gritty and gross like world war Two, where vanguard is like you know i'm not even going to get more into vanguard um but yeah i i i'm actually really enjoying this i i've played this with kermit and my brother uh as well just you know running around having fun and it's really good when you've got a four-man squad because you can all spawn on each other when someone goes down you can call out you know we need someone to do a little bit more healing or we need someone with a repair tool to repair if we're all using a vehicle or something um, so it's fun for that, but it does take a little time to get used to because COD, you can pick up, run, play, done. Where this is like, you need to learn the map. There is a lot of running from point A to point B. There is, you know, there's a lot of chaos going on. And if someone who's been playing Battlefield a lot is in your game mode, especially on the enemy team, you're gonna have a bad time because they're just gonna yeah. steamroll you. Look, I think, um, and, you know, talking about both of these shooters this year, because obviously the company we've talked about in this episode and how mm. things play out, experienced COD players um, tend to, they, they can make some difference to how a, a match will play out. Yeah. Um, not, but I think there, there are ways to limit their impact and the, the, the skill difference is, is apparent but it's not game breaking. Yeah. Whereas if you look into like, if you play in a battlefield game, holy shit. Like, you know, guys who know how to fly jets, um, you know, anyone who knows how to drive a tank and use that properly. Um, anyone who can snipe properly, like they can, like in spite of properly you know, how massive the, game, the games, yeah. they, 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 they stand out so much more, especially the ones that can fly because those guys change games. Like you would not believe yeah, um, yeah. So not they, only do they just like this like keep the air completely clear but they also yeah. do strafing runs and it's yeah. and very they, fucking annoying and it's you know it's apparent in you know the, the world war uh, you know battlefield one and battlefield five like they it was very apparent in there that they were mm. like overpowered I, I would imagine the same thing is here again but the yeah, the skill level you absolutely know it going into a battlefield game when you've got a pro either on your team or on the enemy team because they are top of the kill tree and they're destroying everybody 
Yeah. So yeah, it's it's it can make it like I think there's a there's much more of a learning curve within Battlefield games than there ever has been within COD. COD's more of that sort of arcade-style racing game, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to pick up, like I say, pick up, put down, walk away from. You can do that quite easily, and, like, to get yourself up to speed, it's quite a, a much shorter period of time. Whereas with, yeah, Battlefield, you you really have to be involved and develop. It's, it's more and, of a war simulator yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like... I'd yeah. say it's closer to a, like a, a sim racing style of experience. Yeah. You know? This is the sim, whereas COD's the arcade. And like that that difference is is a lot more apparent, I think, in this one. Yeah. Um, Score-wise, I'm, I'm sitting between a three and a half and a four out of five. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to go with the four. Um, yeah. It's... Okay. It's yeah, I, I'm you know I'm buying this for well he already fucking knows I'm buying this for Ian for his Christmas present because it's like <laughs> it's crossplay I can be on my PC he can be on his Xbox you can chat shit and it's like if you don't like the modern game modes fuck it let's go back to World War Two let's go back to Bad Company like let's play the old game modes because they're just as fun if not in some instances better yeah yeah no oh, that's great um look I'm. I've been hesitant to pick it up because I've got so many other games playing oh, yeah. at the moment. It's the, it's um, the silly season. Yeah, it's it's the silly season for games, so everything's coming out all at the same time. Um, look, we did have another game to talk about this week. I actually want to hold on to that one because I know that you're going to be uh, looking into that for your next little video. So I think it's probably best we hold on to it and talk to it next week. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, easy. I, I think it's a better way to do it, yeah. just um, just so that you're up to speed on it, because then otherwise I'm just influencing your review because I'm uh, I mean, a uh, yeah, influencer like that. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> there has been some games that you've, you've changed yeah. my thoughts on. And to be honest, you know, we, you know, I have been busy having to take a look at Forza. You know yep. what I did take a look at, and you're, you're aware, the, the audience might not be aware, is I've been playing a little bit of Fortnite. Um, now, I, I, I don't even know what this podcast is anymore. Is this now, hang like, on, hang like on. duty admits to shit live on it? Yeah, no, hang on. <laughs> I've played a little bit of the standard Battle Royale, but a lot of the creative mode, where it's like someone, someone has recreated Squid Games. Sorry, I've lost connection. Some (laughs) some dude's hijacked the connection and I'm talking to a tween. It's Paul from the Countdown Movie, TV and Film Reviews podcast. (laughs) But no, I've done a lot of... He got to you, didn't he? (laughs) He he got you. You better run, Egg! (laughs) It's it's the creative modes are a bit of fun. Someone has actually made the Squid Games and it's got Red Light, Green Light, it's got Tug of War, it's got fucking... It's got the, the bloody sugar honeycomb thing. It's all of that shit. And I'm sitting there going, you do spend like spend five minutes licking your controller. What the hell is going on? Oh, uh, for for that one, it's like it's you, you get a giant target and you have to shoot out the shape in a time frame. So it's uh, it's 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 all right. It's a bit of fun. There's a lot of platforming ones and stuff like that. There is also a game on Steam. It is free. It is 100 megabytes. It is called Crab Games. It is absolutely nothing like the the sure Squid Game. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's it's. It's it's a ripoff of Squid Game, and even the music is exactly the same. But instead of it being that sort of that cute style, it's someone doing it on a kazoo. So it's the exact same thing on a kazoo, and it's just Squid Games, and it's a hundred meg, and it's free. It's fucking awesome. What what, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't know what's happening. Um, oh, we, we are go. also brought to you by Culture Shock Collectibles. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, we've got number one stop for your nerdy collectible needs. Thank you for that sidetrack. Um, I did just want to mention one thing I saw from them this week. Um, they do have... We talked a little bit before about the um, Goliath figure from... Uh, from yeah, Gargoyles, that's just dropped. Cool. Are you going to get it? Uh, probably not, but I'm still adjusting to the new house and I have no space to store all the shit I have already. Um, but there is a very cool one that's come through now. It is uh, Thalog, 
which is, is Goliath backwards. Um, and so the idea with... Oh my uh, God, Thalog it is Goliath is, backwards. Yeah, so Goliath, Thalog is basically uh, his genetic clone. Um, so he was like... But he, he's essentially just all black. So he's like looks like a negative image of Goliath. Um, so that was why they called him Thalog. Um, anyway, uh, he was created by Xanatos to like you know be his own pet gargoyle kind of thing and uh, unlock the secrets of the gargoyles. Um, I but think yeah, it's on Disney it's, Plus as well, gargoyles. Oh yeah, it's great. There's like there's like it, it says it's only one season, but there's like sixty five episodes, so it's pretty fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, so that looks really cool. I, I, I do like the toys that are coming through for gargoyles. So, something something uh, better that's better than gargoyles, fuzzy. I have. Ma- oh, yeah. Michael has fucking gotten me hooked on it, the son of a bitch. That bloody son of a bitch. It son is, of a beastie. It is the McFarlane Toys series. Now, McFarlane Toys have, oh, now no. have the license. Oh, no. For... <laughs> You've opened up that fucking wormhole. <laughs> yep. I showed it to my wife, and I said, hey, at least it's not a $300 hot toy. Um, they do DC. <laughs> but look, there's 50 of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there is the Batman Who Laughs and Robin's Earth Twenty. 20- Earth negative twenty two set. It's a hundred and twenty dollars. Comes with a Batman who laughs and three Robins with both his weapons and the chains to go around their necks. <laughs> Is that uh, just in case you kill accidentally kill a Robin? Like you know, got to I, I, I just I that just, seems to happen in the Batman universe a lot. He gets a lot of replacement Robins. <laughs> I've I've just read the Batman who laughs origin story and it is fucking awesome like how he actually becomes the batman who laughs as as well as like the green lantern batman and the the wonder woman batman and all these you know evil versions of batman from the dark knights metal series and i'm fucking hooked so now i'm going michael like i I, you know i want to get you know dawnbreaker and i want to get fucking i want to get the merciless i want to get devastator because they're such cool characters and the batman who laughs is also a skin in Fortnite. my brother runs around with it it's actually really cool Thought. More Fortnite stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, there you go. Um, CultureShockCollectibles.com, your number one stop for your nerdy collectible needs. Dirty, it's been a lot of fun this week. I love when we just have games episodes because <laughs> it's just so much to talk it's, about. It's stacked, yeah. Yeah, it is, absolutely. So next week we're going to talk about um, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Yep. Um, so the uh, the RTS game where you build Jurassic Park. It's a, it's a, it's a park building game, yeah. Yeah. It's the only teaser I'm going to give away is because uh, I, I, I've re- had to review this one this week. And um, uh, did you ever play the original uh, uh, Operation Jurassic Genesis World? on Xbox and PlayStation 2? No, the original version of this, uh, the Jurassic World Evolution, the first one. Oh, the first one. Yeah, yeah I played the first one. Yeah. I played the original one back in 2004. Uh, Okay, well, so you'll know that they 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 have some of the voice actors from the movies, which is amazing. So they had Bryce Dallas uh, Howard, Betty Wong, and Jeff Goldblum yes. uh, all show up. And the one thing that I really love is that they uh, Chris Pratt, who voices everything in the fucking entire universe, does not voice his own character. And they've just got some guy from like Wish dot com. <laughs> you know, hang on, here's Chris Pratt at home, and it's just it's just this really shitty version of like a guy going, uh, Yeah, well, I'm from Texas, not too much tobacco in this side of my mouth. I'm Chris Pratt. Yuck! It's like full on country bumpkin yokel dude. It's terrible the dude's voicing so garfield bad. he can voice himself in a video game he's voicing garfield he's voicing mario and he can't voice his own fucking character what is going on um so yes we'll be back next week to talk about wish.com chris pratt um when we talk jurassic world evolution 2 i'm, I'm oh. excited for that one yeah i've, I've, I've seen the first cut scene and then i got a message saying do you want to play halo multiplayer and i went okay 
Yes. Oh, we might talk about that next week yeah. too. Well, there yeah. we go. Another stacked week next week. Um, oh, and also fresh off the press, apparently Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, if you don't already have that, um, is free on the Ubisoft store. So I don't know um, how that all goes about, but yes, check that out um, if you're into Splinter Cell. Um, until next week, until we've played all of those games and many, many more, um, I've been Fuzzy Dan reminding you to just buy games because there's so many good ones out at the moment. And this is Judy reminding... Oh, not reminding you. This is Judy telling you that just like the console wars, this year's war goes to Battlefield 2042. That's that's that's, that's the winner of the of the shooters of, of versus Battlefield. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> that's your new son off. Pew pew <laughs> pew pew.